Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So, this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I want to talk NBA. That's it. No drama, no nonsense, no small card world niche topics. I want want to get right into some card talk. I feel like we need to stretch for time, though. We don't have a ton to talk about before our guests get here. I have a ton to talk about. Actually, I have a ton on the TCG front, but I know you don't care about that one. I love TCG. You do? All TCG. Okay. Don't you? Flying lizards and wizards and other stupid fake animals. There's a lot going on in that world, bro. A lot. And I'm not going to lie, if you're not already in it, you might be tempted. Um, but we'll talk more about that when we get there. Before I talk, then. I want to talk NBA, though. That's perfectly fine. We are in a perfect situation now. Bill, you're welcome. Simmons, that is. Right into card talk here. Oh, Mr. Simmons. Um, it is a very interesting time of the year for the card market. And I say that because, obviously, free agency seems to be the one thing. Rumors of free agency, for actual movement. Like we've seen in the last two weeks, Bradley Beal get traded. We've seen Chris Porzingis. Both of those guys had huge market tick up upticks just because they were traded. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which I agree with. The Porzingis stuff to me is I'm going to buy him when he drops back down. But Bradley Beal obviously going to a team in Phoenix that a lot of people now view as, I mean, one of the top contenders in the league. Just to be clear, you don't think that Porzingis should have increased in price? I mean, here's the thing. I still don't know what he's going to act, how much he's actually going to play. And I don't know how impactful he is to that team. Bradley Beal's on a totally different level. He's a superstar who's going to impact a team that's very close to a championship anyways. The Celtics, although kind of close to a championship, I don't know that I necessarily trust without making another move. Okay. So yeah, but the the real news though then is Damian Lillard has officially requested a trade. Um, and I just think it's, it, to me, he's a crazy, talented guy. 
Like I'm trying to actually think of before I speak for once, which is difficult. So I'm slowing down. <laughs> See, Literally. now you know why I always have to pause and have little stutters and things like that. This brain, it's it's constantly going to better. But then after, even after you catch your it's thought, though, you still just, it's just like a lot of nonsense. No, it's not. Yeah, sometimes, it doesn't, so it doesn't sometimes help. it's not. If sometimes you weren't on the good. show, it would just be called sports cards. <laughs> Does that make you feel? <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I take that as a compliment that I'm the nonsense portion. I'll take it. It's not meant that way. So Lillard to me is the next guy people need to start seriously looking at. And, and again, take this if you believe in him, if you don't, whatever. But the fact that he has finally requested a trade out of one of the, what I would argue, maybe the most abysmal market on the planet for cards. I mean, Portland isn't even a real city anymore, I don't think. Tell the people. No one cares. You asked before the show, is Oregon on the coast. I had to think about you it. You did said, not know. Well, I had to think. I said, the only reason I knew it was because my buddy Kyle lived on Coos Bay, which I, is on the water. It's so questionable. Lillard leaving, depending on where he goes, I think you're going to see a major, major mark. Because here's, here's what's tough about Lillard. Talent-wise, statistically, take away championships and postseason success. He is as good to me as Steph Curry, just about. He is the closest comp to Steph Curry that the league has. Wow. But Steph Curry has four rings, and okay. he's on a dynasty-type team. Mm-hmm. Lillard has never had any postseason success at all because he's always been stuck in Portland. So I, you, I start to look at some of these guys, and in my head, what I go is, okay, where is he at now, you know, price-wise, compared to some of his peers? Mm-hmm. Where could he be? So obviously, the absolute ceiling, which he's not going to reach, but the ceiling for a guy like him, comparable position, comparable run aside from postseason. And again, I'm not comparing him to Steph in that region because, again, legacy-wise, it's not close. But his ceiling, right? Absolute perfect world scenario ceiling for him is Steph Curry. This guy goes to a contender and wins two, three championships in a row, just plays at an utter, utterly insane level like he always has anyways. Mm-hmm. Where does that then put him? The floor to me for him is very low because, quite frankly, I feel like he's kind of at his floor now. He's going to play great no matter what. He plays great with and without help, mostly without help. So I don't think there's a ton of downside with a guy like Lillard. But I think there could be some huge upside. And I have not thought about many athletes this way in a while. Because, again, take into account the market still being down. Mm-hmm. We're going into the offseason. I look at Dame, though, and I'm like, dude, if this guy goes to the right team, all so of a sudden it gets really weird for him. The right team, though, that's obviously the big key here. What are the teams that he – like, what's the teams that he wants to go to first? Yeah, so now we'll play rumor mill, right? The two teams that have been mentioned that he, he has spoken about were – and one made no sense. So Brooklyn was one. I don't understand the Brooklyn play. Unless I'm just missing it, and again, it's very possible that I am, that Brooklyn has enough to bring in him and another Max guy. Mm-hmm. But if not, like Brooklyn to me is the same situation he's at in Portland. He has some nice players around him. You could argue that roster's better. I don't really know either roster all that well. Yeah. But they barely made, I think they were the eighth seed, seventh seed in the West. I mean, in the East, rather. I can look it up. I thought they had a play-in game at one point. I, I thought they played in, in a playoff game, play-in game last year and lost. But a, like him going to, to Brooklyn to me does nothing unless they're going to bring in somebody else to play with him. Maybe they will. When I mean, they finish. When you, whenever you're pulling or uh, they were seventh. So they were, so they lost to Atlanta in the playing game then. Cause Atlanta won. Is that right? 2022. Oh, I always Who forget the bracket is it's actually 2023. I apologize. They the were AC? sixth. Oh, they were the sixth. So yes. they lost two games in a row. Uh, they lost to Philadelphia. Oh, I'm stupid. That's right. They went in as a six seed. Yep. They get swept by Philly. Four uh, and zero. Yep. Yeah. They did. What Dame on that team? What What does it do for him? Like for that legacy for the team next year? Nothing to me. I, I have no excitement over him going to Brooklyn unless it's with another player. But do you ever think about it in the terms of 
you know, this comes from the guy who's not as into the sport as, as guys listening to this are, but I think a lot about the things behind some of these decisions is not always like the winning side of it, but maybe the money side of it. But it can't be that with him. He's got the super max in Portland. So that there is no option. So that was kind of what my question was. Is that an option where he could make more money? I don't think so. I mean, maybe with sponsors, maybe with other type of deals. I mean, obviously being in Brooklyn as opposed to being in, being in Portland. Mm -hmm. But at this point with him, he's already made a ton of money. Why are you leaving? And I don't think he's that type of guy, but that's why Brooklyn to me made no sense. The other team he mentioned though, is Miami and they keep Jimmy Butler. I, I'm curious if in those scenarios they also keep Bam Adebayo. I don't know. But if there's a lineup next year where it's Dame, Butler, and and Bam, now I'm interested. Because now, a couple things. First of all, as major a market as there is in sports and with a team that just came out of the East without him, I don't care if you have to give up a bunch of bench pieces and even Hero, Duncan Robinson, first-round picks, because, again, you, you got to match up salaries – that to me is exciting. Now it's Dame and Butler playing together and Bam's a third option. I think you could argue right off the bat that's the best team in the East if they keep those three, regardless of kind of what's around it. So I think that Miami is the more favorable option. And there's another rumor I'm not sure if you were familiar with. Did you hear about Tyler Hero removing on his Twitter page? He removed heat from it. So the trade that they had proposed, at least the rumor was Hero, Duncan Robinson, somebody else, and then two first round picks. If you're Miami, you make that trade in a second. I mean, like, dude, Dame on that team, but that, that is would a be that's a hobby dream, right? Yeah. He goes to play on a super relevant team mm-hmm. again. Him and Butler together, yeah, like that's that would be awesome to see. And then last night, and I don't think this, but I guess him and uh, Jason Tatum went back and forth a little bit because he wasn't really considering Boston, and and Tatum was like, oh, why why are you hating on us in Boston? Yeah, I don't know that there's a world he could get there. Um, Obviously, that would be even more intriguing to see him play next to Jason Tatum um, for that the league, cool. for the hobby, for everything. Miami, though, amazing. Brook for the hobby. I'm just talking hobby. Yeah. But this is the type of guy. Wait, who, wait, wait. Talk outside the hobby, though. Why are, why are you differentiating? Well, because Miami just went to a championship and Brooklyn's barely a playoff team. Yeah, I yeah, know. But I mean, you still but still they didn't win that championship, obviously. So do you not think that would still better them? They would still be in a better position. Who? Miami, like if they, that's what I'm saying. I think if they add Dame, they have as good a shot as anybody to win. So that's my point is that though, it's, it's not just a hobby. This is like all together. It would be great. Yeah. Everything. If he goes to Miami changes, if he goes to Brooklyn, I think very little does. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Brooklyn team with him in the current roster. Again, I don't know that they're pulling in another superstar. Maybe they do, but if they're not him on that roster, as it's made up, you're not better than Brooklyn. I mean, you're not better, better than Philly. You're not better than Milwaukee. You're not better than Boston, in my opinion. You're probably not better than Miami, even without him. So, yeah. like, what is it? That's what I mean. What is it? him going to Brooklyn? Do they now win a series? I mean, I mean, let's go crazy. Okay, they win, which would be great. Even to see him just win a series, which he hasn't done in a few years, mm-hmm. would be cool. But to see him on a team that's legit competing for a championship, because that's when it gets weird for Dame, is he's done all these great things. Statistically, one of the best shooters I've ever seen outside of Steph can score as good as anybody I've ever seen just about, and now he gets a ring. That's what I'm talking about, legacy-type, crazy-talk type stuff, where now he starts shooting up people's all-time lists, and maybe it's the start of a dynasty where he goes, again, we're talking fantasy world, so. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's weird because we've seen that with a couple guys now, Beal and, and Porzingis. Lillard is a much bigger star than either of those guys. If he moves, 
when he moves, depending on where he goes, this could be a real win for the hobby, which would be nice. Well, as always, the hobbies usually reacts to the news, the sizzle and not the meat so much sometimes. And so in this case, he's already jumped quite a bit like on uh, July. I'm sorry, June 25th, mm-hmm. his just call it his base 2012 prism PSA 10 sold for $223 as of when was that? What was the date? That was uh, the 25th. So June 25th, about about a week ago. Um, the July 2nd, so yesterday, that car sold for $395. Nice little jump, $223 to $395 in the course of a week's time. So, and there's been, there's well, another sale at $310. Yeah, I was going to say, that's then a up little. to $395. I mean, I'm, these, are, these are sales that. But on the 28th, he sold for $275. I mean, yeah, that's why I know he went from 223, then up to 250, then 275, 310, 395. It's just been a and then 350 increase. today as well. Yeah. So obviously people are hyped that he's going to do something big. And I think probably the big hope is, like you said, the, the rumor mill about Miami being the target. So I started looking at some of his other cards because I was just kind of curious now. So he, a 2012 rookie, his select silver. There's a PSA 10. There's a pop of 32. This last sold in April, April 17th of this year for a thousand bucks. It just sold on the first for 800 as a buy it now on July 1st. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's a couple of his cards where you go back and look. The pop is now and I don't know that you're even going to be able to find a lot of these cards because of how low the pop is. But I do think if you want to kind of play in the higher end stuff. Mm hmm. Some guys don't. No problem. The dollar box, great. I, I'm not. I'm not knocking the low end stuff either because I think it's fantastic. But if you're a guy who wants to mess around with some high end stuff, I just think Damon Lillard rookie stuff is somewhere I'd look. Even his select PSA 10 base, it's a two hundred dollar car. Two hundred dollar card. The pop is under three hundred. His gold out of ten, of course, in non auto or anything. PSA 10 in April sold for eighteen thousand. Yeah, see, that's a, that's a card most people can't touch. I don't even know if you'd be able to find it right now. But I just look at some of his stuff. 2012 rookie. That's an iconic rookie class in the hobby because we were talking about it beforehand. 2012 rookies. And some of it's because of the, there was like the NBA, there was something weird that happened in 2011 with the NBA and cards or the lockout season or something strange. I don't oh, remember. Really? But some of those rookies were the year before, but they don't have rookie cards until that year. So if you look oh, at rookies in the hobby that year, mm-hmm. Like we went down the checklist before. It's like Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Lillard, Dame, uh, Dame Lillard, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Bradley Beal. I know I'm forgetting a couple guys. A uh, Jimmy Butler. It's a ridiculously loaded class in the hobby because it's kind of those two for a Kawhi. Yeah, I'm trying to think like if there's been much movement in. I think the only guys that really have seen much movement lately is Clay Thompson uh, has gone from. June beginning of June, he was selling for one fifty seven for his PSA ten uh, base. It's now up to two thirty five. So I think there's also some possible rumor mills going around him. Uh, the other one that no, has had, there's no, there's no news with Clay. There's nothing going on. He's there's not no, moving. That's weird. I wonder what the deal and his movement and pricing has been. Um, the only other thing, yeah, I, honestly, nothing big out of that class. Jimmy Butler is the only one who's had much movement and it's sadly been going down. So, you know, what's funny though. Now that I'm actually looking at the other one. So Anthony Davis, PSA tens averaging about 150 right now. Kawhi is averaging about 200. What is uh, Jimmy Butler doing right now for his prison PSA 10? 150. Okay. So that is a little bit weird. Then it does make me wonder about Dame. I, I mean, I like his pricing, 
But the fact that he's double Kawhi, he's double Jimmy, he's double all these guys already. It's too much. I think he's probably one. Maybe we missed the boat already. Mm-hmm. Give it a little bit of time to settle. Because, again, as soon as the news happens, we're probably going to see even more of a spike. I would say the real buy is probably Jimmy Butler in this situation because he's already down. I mean, and he just went to the playoffs. Granted, he's going to come down, but if those he are the moves two. over there. If he goes to Miami, those are the two guys. I would obviously let some time pass before I go out. But I just think Lillard moving to a contending team, if that happens, is going to be a big win for his rookie stuff. Okay. I think it'd be cool to see. Yeah, very cool. Um, Very awesomely cool. The other thing I was going to bring up was the Porzingis play, because I know you mentioned like maybe just too high. I'm letting it settle. I'm letting it simmer. So he had gotten all the way up to 63 bucks for his base PSA 10. There's 1,300 of them. Um, It had come down a little bit. So to clarify, he was selling for like 15 bucks before the news went out. Then from that high, he came down to $40, but then... Two days ago, back up to 65, so a new high. I don't know. I just I found that interesting that he would spike back up. I'm curious who's who's buying him at those high of prices because I agree. I thought that's he would have fallen just back wait, down. That's a guy I just wait on. Okay. And even Lillard, honestly, if I don't have Dame stuff now, mm-hmm. unless you can go out and find it because it's so rare to find his some of his better stuff that's not base. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of these pop counts are pretty low on these crazy 2012 low. guys. But that's what I mean. When you don't have recent comps, yeah. I'm almost uh, to the thought of like, I'd take a shot. Like on some of the stuff without recent comps, if they're selling for older comps, mm-hmm. knowing what the hype is now. But if not, if you can't find it for a good price, I think you just wait. Because he is a guy, we get so built up on hype. Prices go crazy. They soar. It's awesome. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, great. Now it's July 11th, call it. And we don't have basketball for months. Things are just going to naturally... Like there's football's going to start up. Like there's a lot that's going to happen between the hype train now and the start of the NBA season. If you miss the initial, I think you just wait for things to level off in the middle of the off season, which is coming. Yeah, and then you make your play and buy who you want to buy. So if this is so a, a hypothetical, then he he gets traded to Miami and they keep the big three because that's important in my opinion. Keeping Bam, Jimmy, and him. So then price is going to go crazy. There's going to be all this ridiculous talk. ESPN will wear this out for the next month. And so will the ringer probably like how Miami is going to be great. We, everything's <laughs> going to be all talk. Well, then let's, let's let it get to like September, September 20th. What's this guy doing? Have prices leveled off? If that's the case, this is one of the rare situations where I think the hype is actually justified him joining that Miami team. I'm all in on. If we see that happen in the next week or two, yeah. then I'd give it a few months. Wait till prices level off, and I would buy him and Jimmy because I think that's a great team that's going to be that's actually going to live up to the hype. Does it bother you much? Because a lot of times when you think about you know these big, what do they call these teams when they when it's like three guys come together? The big there's three. There's a name. There, no, there's like a name. They call it like I don't know. The big three. Are you sh- a super like team? Super team maybe is what I'm thinking of. It, it doesn't matter. The point being is that usually the point being is that the age of these guys they're not. Would you typically imagine a super team? At least I don't imagine a super team being made up of younger talent. No, you're absolutely wrong. The, I mean, the, the two most notable big threes, the Celtics started in 07, Garnett, Pierce, Allen, older. The second one and the most noteworthy of all time, Miami. Dwayne Which, Wade, who, who was older at the time. LeBron. LeBron and Chris Bosh. But it wasn't, Le, I mean, well, LeBron, that was, you said, what year was that? Well, LeBron was a little bit younger, yeah. but Wade was older. Wade had already gone to college for a few years. Okay. And Dame is what thirty one. I mean, they were all in their thirties, I believe. That was my thinking. Was that they're all a little bit older than the what Miami I would typically guys think. You're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but Bam fact- is not. Bam was a twenty seventeen draft guy. 
He can't be that old. Oh, okay. I was well, for whatever only reason. We I, had a way to look at yeah, people's don't, ages. Don't ever. No one pulled that. So up. you're you, you look it up though. So your thinking though is maybe they're a little bit too old to have a long run. Oh, he's only twenty five. Who? Bam. How old is Jimmy and Dame? So Jimmy, I'm just going off the fact that they were both 2012 guys. So Jimmy, I'm going to say they're both 31, 32. Because uh, neither one, I don't think either one of them were one and done either. Jimmy Butler is 33. Okay, but playing at a peak. By the way, Jimmy. Based on what I saw last year, I'm a, it doesn't really scare me. And 32, Lillard. Okay. It's but, not but to they... say that they couldn't do anything, of course. You know, that's that's not the thing. It's just that uh, the fact that they are older and they don't have rings already just makes me st- statistically think they have less of an opportunity to actually pull something off. Sure, because you have less years to do it. Exactly. That's fair. And I haven't done it already. We just live in such a short-sighted world, though. If they win one... It's like, oh, great. Now they're getting cool. Sure. This is the next dynasty. Look what they're doing. I, no matter I, what, I, it'll I just be great see him to either. watch. And, yes. I, and I actually like, like Jimmy's a guy I root for. He's like the blue collar, mm-hmm. just like goes out, hustles, plays great defense, like is better in the playoffs than any other time of the year, which a lot of guys are not. We've seen other superstars fall off when it counts. Yeah. I think Dame, if given that chance, in the little bit we've seen in the playoffs, he's gone off in some playoff games, but actually being on a good team, I just think it'd be wild to see both those guys just be huge in the clutch. So. Okay. There you go. Um, TCG update. We got to talk about this freaking ring, the stupid ring card. The ring card. There's a crazy bounty, but the card was already pulled. So there's a number of things going on, but we can start with the Lord of the Rings. The two. So everyone knows about the David Adams $1 million bounty that's been out there. However, there has since been a $2 million. Actually, it's not even $2 million. uh, So that's what everyone was saying, but it's actually 2 million euros. Uh, so technically like $2.15 uh, million done by a, a gaming company in Spain, Gremio de Dragons. Okay. Uh, listen, the reason I mention it is sure. if you look up their store online, I don't know anything about this company at all. I don't, I question if this is a company that has $2 million to pay. Okay. It could be more of a company that, says, hey, I'm going to put on another bounty and get some real good publicity going around this. Uh, that I have no intel on that. That could be completely way off, and they could have plenty of money to pay it. But either way, from what I am hearing, is that the person who owns that card has not done anything to reach out to David Adams or anyone else. But the real story point. is that the card was already pulled when these bounties were offered. So let's get back yeah, get to, to the actual point here. Cause you know this better than I do. Yeah. I would love to Michael, if you would stop interrupting. There's this, there's a flow of this. I just, yeah, we'll I get didn't, it. I didn't. Inter- no, no, don't. Don't. Do we have to cut for time so you can gather no, yourself? I, no, I don't have to cut for anything. Can we I get to the headline? You or? need to. The headline is that there's a $2 million bounty. No, it's the not. Fa- you are a moron. The graded, the PSA graded part is interesting, but it's not a headline. I'm saying the fact that the card was already pulled and no one knew it as the headline. That, that we already know that everyone knows that part, and I and that has already been said. The card is graded or found. The card is graded at PSA nine. The fact that it was pulled already is great in the sense that this is not a conspiracy theory, like we brought up in the last episode. That maybe they're holding the box back so that there's going to be more sales of this product. Obviously, that's not the case. The PSA 9 part is important, but it's not like the the other parts that we're talking about. They're t- saying this is a record-breaking card, like, and it will be going forward. I'm so saying, that pricing matters. I'm saying the biggest part of the story is everybody offered all these bounties, Dave and Adams, all these other companies, and no one had mentioned the fact 
and people were going out and chasing the wax because no one mentioned the fact the card was already pulled. But the, that was the story to me. I don't think the, the fact that the cards already pulled doesn't mean anything in the sense that that doesn't mean just because the cards pulled and they haven't said anything yet means to me that they are probably just going to be holding this for now or they're waiting for other offers. I have never been. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. We are usually never this far apart of the story. Well, Dave I've actually Adams, been involved in discussions with several other people in forums about this over the weekend. Because So let me ask you this, because yes. I actually want your opinion then. And stop yelling at me. You're hurting I'm not. Myself. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I'm to. just kidding. Don't ever. <laughs> Dave and Adam sells these boxes. Yes. Other people who are selling these boxes are pumping up this bounty. Yep. Why are they doing that? To get people to buy boxes to chase sure. this card. Absolutely. The card has been pulled the entire time. So the card I thought got that pulled. was the story. I think the card being pulled within the first week is not so much the story. I, because the story really is, if they got pulled in the first week, then there is no conspiracy. I don't think there is a conspiracy in the sense that you would hold this box longer so that there are more sales. Because why would you do it? Like... The no, fact no. that they waited a few days. You're talking about a manufacturer. I don't think there's anything involved with the manufacturer conspiracy. I just think it's wild that certain companies, Dave and Adams being one of them, are promoting, mm -hmm. buy this product, you can hit this million, $2 million card. Mm -hmm. No, you can't because the card's already gone. Well, I mean, the product just came out, though. Like it, I think it was like the 23rd or something of June when this released. Right. So it's very, very new. I anyway. thought that was the story. I, I think it's interesting, but I don't from, and there's a few other people who have said, that David Adams is trying to reach out and trying to get information. But there was almost no one that knew that this card had been pulled until PSA announced it. And that's where I was going to get uh, my point with that was that I think PSA graded this card and they basically, they who knows, they may have paid them. They may have done a number of things for the person who pulled it for the publicity. Because at the end of the day, you have to think, why do you go and grade this at all to begin with? Just let's start there because it, the bounties do not include anything about getting graded. You can just give them the card. I got you. And they, you know, you're great. You just made a million or two million. So whether the card's a PSA 10 or raw doesn't affect doesn't, the value. Doesn't matter. So the, and then the next question is. I wonder if the person is, knew about the bounty. Because if you don't know about oh, the bounty. You know about that. If see, you're spending see, that much money. Because you got I a question. Why does this product cost so much money? You, you know about that bounty. I'm telling you. For sure. If you're, so if you're ripping keeping, that product. If you're keeping the card, though, you're grading it. Well, so that is one, that's one theory. If you were going to keep it, and that's the only one that really makes sense to me because there's a few other theories. The one question too is, if you are going to grade it and you're going to send this in for the bounty, why grade PSA? Because the upcharge. The upcharge. Was it, I think it was $10,000. At least. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what there. it is. Oh, okay. I think. So I'm a that's Josh, another actually. reason why you would think, oh, well, PSA, if they are, you know, if there's something going on, it would be PSA had to deal with them that, hey, we're not going to charge you an upcharge and maybe we'll, you know, do something else because this is huge promotion that PSA could come out and say, we're the first ones to do it because Beckett also put out an offer saying, hey, we're going to do they it in do a it special free, case. Right? We'll do a free, we'll fly you out. We'll do all these things if you get it graded with us. But the understanding is by the time Beckett even put that announcement out, more than likely the card had already been pulled and sent to PSA, which again is just so kind of crazy been, that it got pulled been so quickly. It wouldn't have been an option. So again, though, the question comes down to the owner of this card and their decision-making, why they decided to go and get it graded to begin with. If they are going to keep it, that makes the most sense. But someone else said like, oh, they're getting it graded because there's so many, there's a lot of people who are putting fakes out there. Apparently that's been a thing already is that people are faking, trying to fake the card. 
I think my 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 humble opinion is that if David Adams or anyone who's putting up a bounty is going to offer a million dollars, they're probably not going to just give it to the first guy who brings in a card that looks like that. They're going to double check. They're going to do whatever they need to do to confirm this is the real card. And to think that PSA would know better than, you know, David Adams, who's probably going to go to the manufacturer or something like that. It doesn't really make that much sense. So that, that take, I don't know if I, I buy as much, but everything else, if you're going to keep it, the, the reason why I think the only reason really why you keep it is because there are so many people saying that this is so huge because this is the first serialized one card. Like this is the first time apparently magic has ever made just one card of something. So they're thinking like, and the fact that it's Lord of the Rings, Titan, all that stuff there, there's a lot going on with this thing. It's probably going to make more news. You know, Wall Street Journal's already reported on it. There's a number of things I going on Wall with Street it. Journal once. I remember that. Um, I don't remember you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is this because I yelled? You you got me heated, and I apologize. I shouldn't have yelled. Uh, but a couple other real quick notes, though, is uh, Lorcana update. If you were curious how that Disney thing, uh, the, the was it Upper Deck that was suing? Um, Raven, Ravenberger, I think the people who make the product, um, for sealing IP or something, they, there was some people that, oh, this is going to affect pricing of the product even before it comes out. Well, I just looked the booster boxes when I bought, they were going for 190 as of right now. And again, they're still pre-sale because they don't uh, actually ship in the U S till the 18th of August. They are now up to $270. And when we were reporting on that, I think they were still only selling for like 200. So that product continues to go up. Uh, Cacao Wow is still staying pretty high. It's come down. It was like selling in the almost to 600 range. Uh, if you were buying direct from China, for some reason, those boxes don't go for as much. I wonder, I think it may just be uh, concern over security or whatever the case may be with that product. But the ones that are selling from US and other places are still going for like $400 a box. The Disney world of TCG still seems to be very hot and I think this Lorcana thing, especially is, I, I'm curious if there's going to be a thing going on at the national talking about it, people trying to sell it or whatever, but bottom line, that is still going very strong. And then the last thing was just uh, uh, an update on Pokemon. The 151, the Japanese version is still selling like crazy. According to the guy who has a distribution on it, he says that 151 Japanese version is very hot and thinking that the English version may be hotter if not um, it's going to be as hot, if not hotter than the Japanese version. So just a little TCG update for you. All right. Simmons just said he doesn't think anything happens with Dame. He just texted me. Did he really? Did yeah. you text him first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Bill's not exactly texting me out of the blue. <laughs> I was going to say, is he just texting out of the blue? That'd be but it's funny. Cool. Then the window on the pod just opened. I thought he was joining us. No way. He's not. Why I don't think you? he is. Don't tease me. Carlos is our guest here. What's going on here? We got Nate Burns from Grand Slam. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Our guest today, Mr. Nate Burns from Grand Slam Collectibles, one of the most successful guys in the hobby that I'm actually uh, personally familiar with, has come graciously to talk not only about his card shop, but also his NIL deal with Will Levis. Nate, how are you today, sir? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. All right, Mike, go ahead. Take take your thing. Do the good. thing. Yeah, actually, so Nate, a couple of things, right? I was curious. I, I like when we have Nate on because Nate is one of the few guys in the hobby still who was in it when the hobby was like not. It was You were only in it for the love of the game back in the day. So, Nate, I am curious, like from your perspective, and I know you can go a million ways with this, 2015, 2016 to today, some of the biggest changes you've seen. Oh, man. I mean, uh, biggest changes is um, the, the dollar amount that a, you know, a piece of cardboard will bring. I can remember we bought the Otani Red. The first big purchase I really made as a card shop owner is we bought the Otani Red uh, to five auto for, we paid 27,000. And that was like, and it was me and a buddy. We split it. I mean, it wasn't (laughs) like I just had 27 K laying around and we split it and we already, he already had the buyer and we sold it for 40. And I remember us thinking, man, we made 13 G's by sending something off FedEx. And then of course that card's worth what half a million plus now. So again, you can't, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole where everybody regrets what no, they've no, done no. because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that that was rare where if you fast forward two years from there, I was selling Kobe Bryant cards on Facebook Live for 75000 you know, multiple times a night. So Wait, what year was it? Would window, you say that was, Nate, when you were doing something like that? It was, it was February... 2021 we, it was. we were snowed okay. in here and we sold a th- we sold three quarters of a million dollars with nothing more than the iphone and a, you know my b- little briefcase of my collection that i really didn't have any interest to sell but it got to a point where you know this was life-changing stuff my son was you know wanted to go to uk well that's not cheap you know um at, at some point in time it becomes it's not about you it's not about like these cards got to the point where it's almost uncomfortable to own them because you're worried somebody's going to break in. Somebody's going to knock you over the head. They're going to be in a fire. And you can, when you can turn it into life changing money, um, it was just, I don't miss any of those cards. I don't, but that's the difference between then and then say 2021 February. And then now I'll give you an example. I saw a card the other day, a Kobe Bryant essential credential. A uh, PSA eight just sold for eleven thousand on Golden. Probably around that time, a little before that, I paid eight for mine, sold it for fifty eight. So it's it's went from fifty eight down to eleven. So we're I think we're getting pretty close to where it is what it is now. You're going to see it stabilize. But again, that you know that's a guess. Uh, I feel like that's about right. But to to tell you the differences, I've seen. You know, I've seen when you went to the card shows, if you were the guy that had, let's say, $2,500 cash in your pocket here locally, you were the guy that was getting the, the deals, maybe 5000 But there was nobody that had 10K cash at these shows that I essentially cut my teeth, you know, on and, and set up at. So um, now uh, it got to the point where 
multiple people in the room could have rounded up a quarter of a million, no problem. So I've seen, I've seen some amazing things and, and I hope most people did, you know, cash in their lottery tickets. But, um, if they didn't, I still think there's still time to sell some of that, but what it was just a glorious, uh, most unbelievable time in my life. It was great. <laughs> well, you were actually one of the guys who did the smart thing and probably got out while the getting was good. And you also were in a very advantageous position of you were already a shop owner who'd been doing this for years and you had a stock of all of this stuff. So it was the, the perfect circumstance. I think it, I'm very curious. So when you're like selling a card, are you thinking like, Oh, this is like, you know, my college, my son's college tuition. This card is, you know, the, the down payment on this house or whatever the case may be. Are you thinking in terms of that? Because I'm wondering, like, are you selling cards? Uh, Cause you obviously have the NIL deal with Will Levis. Are you selling cards thinking like, Oh, I want to sell this card so I can go out and get this certain thing. Or is it just more of a, Hey, I know I can make money on this at this moment. I'm going to sell it. I mean, I have a passion for collecting and I also have a passion for selling. It's just something that's ingrained in me. So, you know, unless it has some type of real sentimental value, um, which a lot of those did, but it, it gets to a point where, yes, you know, we're, we're talking about, we're not talking about college educations. We're, I mean, we're talking, well, first of all, you got to pay the government 37, 40% of, of, of the money, but regardless you're talking about we're we're not talking cars and graduation we're talking like you know millions of dollars man and um it, it's it i'm almost speechless because when i'm sitting here kind of thinking back what's went on the last two or three years it's almost like man did that really happen but it did um but to answer your question no it wasn't like i'm it, my son's education was the one thing that i i thought well you know like i call uh, my my wife's Mercedes, the Zion mobile, you know, I call the lake house, <laughs> the house that Kobe built. Wow. And I mean, it's true. Wow. That's crazy. Hey, man. So one, one other thing, Nate, too, before we get to the Levis stuff, uh, cause, cause I, I don't know if people who don't know Nate, I have always said, and I can, by the way, in a complimentary way, you to me were the Howard Stern of cards. though. you were one of the first guys on these live streams who were just like, Hey, I'm going to be myself and just talk like I talk and do your thing. But a result of that was I think you still to this day have the most savage community of followers in a good way. All by the way, but literally like the Grand Slam Nation. I've never seen people be more dedicated to their breaker, shop owner, whatever you want to call yourself. Like, how did you go about fostering? Because we have people all the time. How do I do it? How'd you get in? And and I have a great community. Me and Jesse's thing is huge, but I've never seen devotion like I've seen from your your community. How do how'd you go about building and fostering that? I think. Um being more human, I think, um, you know, a lot of, in this industry, there's a lot of ego. People, people want to be the best or, or sell the most or, or whatever. And if you have that, you're going to have a hard time being human when things don't go well, or, you know, people who do make it, like we're talking about the, the one moment in my life where I got it right. That like, that's what we've talked about so far. We could talk about the 50 times before that I failed Nobody cares about that anymore. They don't talk about your failures. So, you know, my, my customers know about those 50 failures. They, I've explained to them uh, the pitfalls of life. And um, I just, all I'm trying to do is essentially um, 
help other people be the best version of themselves too, man. Just, just like Kobe, it should be free. I'm not trying to charge someone to inspire someone or anything like that, man. It's free. But that's, I think, when you're genuine and you really do care about other people, I, I watch a lot of these stream highlights sometimes. And I, I'll see these guys and I can tell that they're trying to mimic that, but it's, it's, it's like an act. It's not, it, it, it's not genuine happiness. Um, it's, it, it's, a, it's an act. So I think people see through that sometimes. And I, I just was genuine and, you know, I did it so much. I burnt myself out. I haven't been live and probably, you know, more than a couple of times to say hello. in in the last six months, you know, I went day after day after day and, um, it, it's, you gotta be real. Uh, you gotta treat people with respect or the way you want to be treated. And if you do those two things, you're going to be ahead of probably 80, 90% of the popular, you know, the, the industry. Yeah, cause you did, was it 2022? You did every day or was it 21? I forget now. Every day live. Yeah, it was. Okay. Let me think here for a second. 2020, 2020, I went live every day. My goal was, I just told them one day, I said, Hey, I want to sell $10 million in sports cards. Jeez. I'll go live every, I'll go live every day until I reach it. So 2021, I went live every day. Didn't make it. Got 8.3 million. Was disgusted with myself. Can you believe, like, when I look back, I say, what a dummy. But so I came back in 2022. No, it was, I think, 2020 and 2021. And then 2021, I went back live and said, we're going to run this back and I'm not going to stop until we get it. And I went live from January 1st until about November 15th when I hit it. And then I was like, yo, fellas, I'm out. And (laughs) it was, so I mean, you're looking at 700 and some odd days. I didn't have, I didn't hire someone to come in here and do it. It was, it was me and I enjoyed every minute of it. I don't regret it. It's just, Hey, people want to be entertained and that takes a lot of energy, a lot of time. You know, I'm forty. I'm forty six now, man. I'm not forty or thirty nine. There's a big difference there, man. I don't, I don't want to go live for twelve hours at a time anymore. Can you speak to like what's going on in the background when you're not live? Because obviously, like you don't have. I wouldn't think you've got like the the inventory to sell that much just sitting on the shelves at all times. You must have been buying in the background, looking to flip. How are you finding like that many good deals out there to actually flip? I mean, once you build up that customer base and, and you're, if you're setting up at the big shows, I mean, your customers will bring you some amazing cards. I mean, it, it blows my mind. They'll, they'll come and, you know, they know you're going to be fair with them. So they're like, hey, I brought, you know, like we bought a Luca Flawless RPA at the last Nashville show. At the National, they bring you. So your customers are a big part of it. So you have that avenue. Another avenue is I'm, you know, essentially AD or I guess, OCD where I'm always scouring the internet. So if there's something that's reasonable, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. And another is the storefront. You know, we pay quite a bit of, of rent. Um, and it's solely, you know, for customers to come in and buy stuff and for people to bring us stuff. And it doesn't, the, the best way is build a community and they will bring it to you if you treat them fairly and with kindness. So to answer your question, and we do, we do sell a lot of that stuff, but it's coming from those avenues. Um, grinding at local shows, my brother gets a kick out of it because I still, I go to the local show nine times out of 10. He's like, why do you still want to do that? It's like, it's just in my blood. That's, I, you know, now I go more to kind of see the, um, 
uh, the crowd, the crowd levels, what's going on. Because most of the, the things that I'm trying to buy, the other guys are going to have bought them at six in the morning. I don't get up at six anymore. I'll go in about <laughs> nine. And I want to see what's going on in the community, what's going on in the card world around here. But I just love it. I mean, why not? See, and that's why that's why I asked those questions too, and Jesse too, Nate, because I've and I've said this to Jesse privately. I think I've said this to you too. To me, and I'm not comparing numbers wise, because again, sales wise, you were 20, 50 to one, but you were always kind of the guy I looked to, and not even in the competitive way, because there was never any. I always admired how you totally stayed separate, like even at the height of Grand Slam, I'd I'd mention stuff to Nate once in a while. He'd be like, I didn't even hear about it. I don't because he didn't care. He's like, I'm doing my thing. But that's I always cool. liked how you did it because it was like we came in the same time. And granted, 2020 to 2022 was amazing. Anybody could have done it then. But I'm like, right. But guys like Nate and even myself to a degree, we were, and I always tell the story, we were meeting in Waffle House in 2015, 2016, and it was, hey, Nate, you can sell Topps Chrome and only lose 5%. I can take your Obsidian whatever and only lose 5%. Can we switch? Or Nate sending a guy to my apartment when I was still in the two-bedroom, like, hey, buying these cases. But I think the things that get overlooked for guys now who are like, man, I want to be this... The reason they got where he is, is like, like he said, crazy hard work Mm -hmm. and taking care of people. Yeah. Like, I think those are two of the least sexy things to do, but the most important and nobody does it. Like you've seen so many people drop out of this now because it's like, oh, I can't just buy a case in 10 X. Yeah. You got to grind like that. That's the world we live in. And if you get to a point, you don't have to like fantastic, but I do. I think hard work and those two things are so again, I've always said this to Nate privately, but that's why I've always admired how you did it. Cause I was like, he did it the right way. It wasn't easy when we started and still like now to see where you've gotten, I'm like, this is just nuts. Like, cause now I, I try to follow you just personally. Cause I just think it's, it's super inspiring to be honest with you. So I did just have a question as far as like you being a shop owner and going to all these card shows compared to what you knew card traffic was like before the explosion in 2020, 2021 uh, to what it is now. Where do you think we are? Cause obviously we, you mentioned like card pricing, you know, for the Kobe, what it was when you bought it, what it spiked to and what it is now. Are are you thinking we are getting back to that time period where, you know, traffic is slowing down to that level? Is it still higher or is it still lower? Where do you think we are? Oh, I think those 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 numbers we talked about with the Kobe is, you know, the average Joe isn't going to be able to spend like $50,000 on a Kobe. So I don't, when I walk into the shows now, I mean, there's probably five or 10 times the amount of people wandering around the show than there was in, let's say, 2015. I mean, it, it's elbow to elbow, but it's going to be, it's not going to be like, hey, I sold a Will Levis rookie car for $2,000. You're going to have to put more work in for less money. I mean, but it's there. It's there for the taking. If somebody really wants it, like it's, I mean, I I see it all the time. Some people make it, some people don't, but man, when I walk into those shows, you know, the one thing that I see that's beautiful is, is opportunity. I see such an opportunity for somebody if they, you know, people can say, oh, I want this. And I, I have a lot of people in my life who say that, but it's not necessarily true by their actions, but there's people at those local shows that I respect far more than some of the people I know on the national stage that um, because they show up every Saturday morning at 6 a.m., they're, they're honest. They, I just like being around those people. They just, they're their own little small business owner. And, and to me now or, or in 2020, 
you had an opportunity to change your life at a card show. There is an opportunity if you set up at a local card show that somebody comes in with some cards or a card that can change your family's life. And that to me is just amazing. It wasn't like that in 2000. And, you know, really, unless you just got super, super lucky, um, it wasn't like that in the early 2000s and 2010. It, it's, there's still, you know, major cards out there. But like in 2019, though, would you say we were we're close to something like that? Because obviously 2018, 19, I know from talking to Mike and just seeing how, you know, the business was taking off for him, it was doing pretty like we were already on a good pace in the card hobby, obviously. Like it wasn't anything like 2020 or 2021, but it was good. Do you think that like we pick up where we left off there? Oh, I think we're I think it's stronger now than it was in 18. Or 19. Okay. I think it's the problem is it's spread amongst, I mean, literally a couple thousand breakers instead of a couple hundred breakers. So, or, you know, a couple thousand card shops instead of 500 card shops. So it's going to kind of seem skewed. But it, when we're talking about the whole totality of it, it's not even close. You could get a, you could get a table at the national in 2018 if you wanted one. You cannot get a table at the 2023 <laughs> no. national. So, it's obviously, you know, it, it's growing. It's just some of the craziness has died down in, in the, the big numbers. Cool. Hey, so Nate, so let me pivot real quick. Then. We talked about the history. I do want to get into the Levis thing just because you're one of the only uh, individuals I know. Again, credit to you for your forward thinking to make an NIL deal. Can you just walk through how that happened? The kind of the how and the when that deal came about? Yeah, it, it, it uh, came to pass. I just thought that... Um, he was the quarterback and I knew that he had like the stature and the arm to possibly be an NFL player. So I just chose him. I'm a Kentucky fan and that made sense. He made sense to me. So what I did was I just reached out to an NIL agent in that area and said, Hey, this is what I'm willing to offer. Will, these are the things I want. I know he's going to sign this because this is a good deal. You know, don't come back with some counter. This is the deal. And he, you know, he came back with the signed document and said, let's do it. And that, that's what happened. And it was a roll of the dice. I didn't know if it would work or not. It, I got, I mean, I, I got really lucky with that too, but um, it worked out amazingly for me where at the end of it, a bigger company came in and, you know, they offered me a, a, a sum of money to, so that, so he could be an exclusive athlete for this company. I was, I was the roadblock, right? You know, like this small card shop, but I knew that they were just going to take, like, I knew, I knew how, this is how this was going to work, that I was either going to take their peace offering or they were going to squash me. So I was like, I'll take, I'll take that money and be satisfied. I'm good. So, um, it, that's how it happened. No, no more, no less. One of the nicest guys I've worked with, um, you know, just, I felt terrible for him on draft night. I watched and just in horror for the kid. I knew, you know, I knew it was tough on him, but that's life, man. Guess what? That, that those are the, those are the things that like, that's what molds us not going number one, going 33 when you're projected to go three or four is, is what make, you know, lights that fire. So it could end up being a good thing, but definitely uh, felt for him just from one human being to, to the other on that night. 
Hey, so I am curious, Nate, because and I'm not sure, like I didn't ask you ahead of time about the contract and all that type of stuff. Can you talk about the specifics of, of who with, or did you have to sign the NDA? Yeah, I can't okay, discuss gotcha. which company, but sure. you can take a guess. I mean, yeah, you know no, and that's is. the thing. I know we all know the way you said, I didn't want to put you on the spot then, um, yep. but you did bring up, I think you said it there too, for him to be exclusive with that company. You you can confirm that part. I can confirm that his that I, I, I it was relayed to me. You got to understand, I wasn't dealing with any companies, right? It was sure. the the only NIL agent that I dealt with came to me and said, "Hey, you know, he just relayed it to me. It wasn't in. This is what they're going to do. This is what they want to do. Um, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." And, and and I understood that. So then I understood. See, I knew. When when that happened, I was like, "Oh man, I, it was it was bad for our industry because I knew what was happening." And I was thinking, "Oh man, football products this year, you know, like that was my fear." But I I really was just I had no choice. I mean, let's just be honest, you know. Um, and again, that's okay. I, it was a it was such a large sum of money for him that it's it's life change. You know, like the guy just fell from five to second round. And a company's offering him what I've been relayed a stupid amount of money. Sure. It's and a win I'm for the, him. You know, I, yeah, like I'm not going to be a jerk and be like, oh, I want this or I want that. Like, yeah, man, no problem. So that that's really how it went. So do you have any attachment with Levis? Did they buy you out of the entire? And again, if you can't speak to it, I get that too. Are you bought out entirely or do you still have pieces of an NIL deal with him? Or can you speak Nothing. to any of that? Like I, ha- I can't even use his picture. Uh, oh, really? Okay. For the store. Yeah. I can't use his picture. Do you have like, were you in contact with him? I mean, like your personal relationship with him? Do you guys oh, communicate? Yeah. I mean, on yeah, on NFL, I mean, he's at the draft and he texted, you know, like, oh, wow. But from that point forward, he never has. Yeah. And I like, I learned with my buddy Steve Johnson, who played for the Bills, like, once these guys get drafted, so many people are tugging at them for things, free tickets, free this. And I never asked Steve for as much as a, a, a ticket. And to this day, we're still friends because, he learned that, hey, man, Nate's not, Nate really likes me. It's not about what I can get for him. And that's the same thing with Will. I, you know, if Will messaged me, I'd be like, man, I'm, you know, really happy for you. Yeah, I think, I think the world of him. But with that said, I, I'm not going to text him. You know what I'm saying? Like, our business deal is done and I'm going to be respectful of that. Like, hey, I'm not going to bother you and be a, like a stalker dude. If he, you know, if he ever wants to come here or whatever, I would love it. But I feel like, hey, he did me right, man. I mean, it was a win for Grand Slam. What more can you ask for on something like that? Now, the fact that you are only 30 minutes from Nashville and he did sign with the Titans, it wouldn't hurt to maybe text him and ask him for some tickets, <laughs> yeah. though, right? I'm just throwing that out there. You know, you bring a couple of your buddies with you. Just thinking, throwing things out there. I'd, I've never told anybody this, but the the original agreement that I gave them was I'll do it unless the Tennessee Titans draft him. It has to be that if the Titans draft him, I'm not doing it. Because what? I had, yes, I had, I had set aside a ton of autographs because what happened during the season was they were like four or five and oh, and then he broke his finger and, and had a, a toe injury. So I really couldn't capitalize on the autographs. And then by then he's a first round pick. So I went to them and I, I renegotiated and said, I want my autographs after the draft. And they're like, yeah, no problem. No problem at all. That way you don't have to fool with it during the season. So then I had this new agreement for uh, quite a few signatures. And so that happened. Well, that night I was laying in bed and I was like, you know, that like 
that's you're you're stopping a guy. Well, we're talking big money, fellas, like big money. And I was like, that's so selfish, man. Like, just don't like what I just told you about treating people the way you want to be treated. If I had been in Will's spot and I'd been cool to this guy, never been, you know, done everything he's asked me to do, and he could do me this solid, just do it, man. So I called the next day and said, Hey, you know what? No matter what team drafts him. I'm good. Just send it over and I'll sign it. And I was sick to my stomach, you know, in a way, but man, it's, you know, you can't really complain too much if it's a win. Um, it would have been beautiful if he turns out being, you know, a really good quarterback and he might, he might not. Um, but it was, it, it was the original agreement was I would, I would do it for any team, but the Titans. Wow. Is that just a personal hatred of the Titans, even though you do live in Middle Tennessee? Or is that just, is there something else behind that? No, it was. Because of the local Titans. aspect, it, right? Yeah, it's because right. I was okay. saying if you went to the, the Titans, I wouldn't sign. I wanted I wanted the NLL agreement with Will. Because, sure. like, I would have oh, had Oh, I up, see. Yeah, the day after he drafted, I'd have had him at the store. Yeah, that's a huge win for you locally. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. It would have been massive. So I, I will say, though, you spoke to, and we'll kind of leave it on this subject, too. The reason I wanted to bring that up, though, is because, again, my fear, and we've heard this from a bunch of different people. Um, we have some firsthand knowledge, which kind of like you, we can't share entirely. I knew you had you had firsthand knowledge dealing with Levis. It does scare the crap out of me that going forward, I think we're going to see three or four, three of these guys be Fanatics exclusive to a degree, because I still can't figure out, like, Chronicles draft picks comes out next, this week, next week, whenever. And it has sticker autos of at least Bryce Young mm-hmm. and CJ Stroud, who I think we're going to find out are exclusives. I don't know how all those NIL deals work. I'm really I, I, I curious do wonder if, what, it's call, if it's college stuff or how that works. What does the exclusive part pertain to? You know, because maybe it pertains to exclusive uh, autos on jerseys. Does it? Does that mean cards? You know, all this stuff can be so fine print that it starts to make me wonder you can say exclusive and that may apply, but maybe it doesn't apply to cards or something else. Or, or like we've talked about the NFL PA deal stipulates that even if someone's exclusive, they still have to sign this because Panini already worked it in with the PA. You know, that's where the questions come up for me. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. All I can tell you is that um, I feel like there's three players that are going to be exclusive and not sign National Treasures cards, flawless cards, but I may be wrong. I mean, I, you know what I mean? I'm just telling you what I'm, I'm guessing, uh, but it's, it's not just, I'm just making things up. It's from my experience in that area. And I'm almost sure that that's the case, but I don't want to, you know, who cares? We'll see. I mean, Will Levis may not be any good. CJ Stroud may not be any good. It may be that uh, Anthony Richardson is good. You know what I mean? It, it may work out. It may not. But um, with that said, my fear is the next year and the next year and the next year. But it, it's it's going to be tougher as a card shop owner um, in particular and in a breaker. If Unless you're one of the top breakers, it's going to be tougher as a breaker regardless. So, um, you know, if you're not built for this, you might want to go get into car sales or real estate or whatever. <laughs> Yep. It's not going to be the wheelbarrow full of money, you know, um, just floating, you know, flying around everywhere. 
Yeah. So last thing then, Nate, cause I mean, obviously, and, and this is why too, we, and we've announced on some of our socials, we've partnered up with Grand Slam to come on, not only as a show sponsor, but really pushing uh, the bulk subs. Obviously we needed a bulk sub guy for SGC. And I think you said you're going to sub with all three companies, eventually SGC, PSA, BGS. Uh, is that up and running the website and everything good to go? So people can start sending in. Yeah, it's already the SGC submissions are already live. Uh, we've got our paperwork from Beckett that we'll sign and get that one rolling. We wanted to start with SGC. You just go to our website, only at grandslam.com, and then you, you click on the uh, SGC subs. You just print out the form and fill it out. Awesome. So, yeah, so the guys listening, then we had a ton of people with SGC. You know, they've kind of been waiting for someone to send. So only at grandslam.com, fill out the paperwork, send it in to Nate. Obviously, like I said, I've known Nate for years. You know, he's you know, trustworthy is not even a question at this point, or we wouldn't have suggested the service. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hopefully sending a ton of people your way to start grading and doing stuff like that. We I appreciate it, fellas. We're excited. Good deal. Absolutely. And guys, listeners, if you guys uh, don't remember the website or whatever, they are now on the Sports Cards Nonsense website under card services. You can get the links there, too. Good but stuff. thank you, Nate, man. Really appreciate this. This was really insightful and uh, honestly encouraging, like uh, motivational, if you will. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Glad to do it, fellas. Awesome. Hey, we'll have you back again soon, man. And like I said, any news from the shop, anything we can ever share and help promote, just say the word. For sure. We'd love to be involved. You're going to be at the Nashville show, right? So when is, is that this, this upcoming weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to try to sneak in. We're flying out to Seattle for the all-star game with one of our deals. We, we got with candy digital. So we're going to try, but, um, That's man, awesome, much, man. trust me, I'd much rather be walking around Nashville than flying to Seattle. I hate <laughs> traveling. Ugh. Uh, I am curious. Are you going to be at the national as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're booth 581 and 698. We have two booths there at the national. Nice. Yeah. So guys, listeners, if you're going to be there, go by and say hey to him. Good guy. All right, guys. Y'all have a great, great week. You too, man. Thank you, Nate. Thanks, Nate. All right, man. See you, bud. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cool. So there you go. There was Nate uh, Burns. Like I said, Burns is one of the guys I've looked, you know, known in the business for years and years. I, I always think it's cool to see guys uh, who I kind of, like I said, I say came up with. Um, the other thing too, I didn't ask him about this because I don't want to get super personal. I also liked what Nate did too. And, and I did this kind of at the same time as well was diversify. Like some of these guys, and I'm not knocking anybody, do whatever you want with your money. But the last year has shown us like, hey, just because certain markets have done unbelievable, it's great. That old thought of like, don't put your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. It, it is true. Like Nate and probably more so than even me, I would think probably more so than me, although I've gotten big into real estate and properties. Like if you can get a win in the hobby, don't be afraid to like take some money out of it to do something else with. Oh yeah. You know, sure. and, and I don't, I don't hate on guys either for keeping everything in cards, but. Well, I, a I win like think- that is different. Like a win of, you know, you doubled your money on a $200 card versus making $10 million in a year like that. That's money that you would not want to leave all in, like you said, eggs in one basket type of thing. What, what is he diversified in? Do you know? He's uh, at least properties for sure. Oh, yeah. he He's oh, got some okay. rentals North. And I wanted South. to ask him if he had any other NIL deals in the works. Cause obviously he knows a little bit about it at this point. 
And then did he say he contacted an NIL lawyer? An or a, NIL agent. Agent. Yeah. Okay. So that's a thing that you we, can we've do. We've had some people, by the way, reach out to us on it. It's two guys in that. particular. Yeah, but I didn't I don't I think they were more panned out really that I know of. I thought they were more wanting to like get their guys that they work with on the show or something. No, no, like no. That. We had two athletes reach out to us. Oh, is the athlete? I thought it was the agency themselves. No, at least oh. one was Instagram. Maybe the other one was on my Facebook personally he was like a high school athlete being recruited to division one division two schools oh i don't think i saw that one then oh maybe they were both facebook then okay. and i was just like i don't know enough about it to throw money at a kid you know like i just didn't know how oh, to he do was it. like like promoting like, himself yeah, he was like, like hey, give athlete? me money to do yeah like I, i'll sign oh, i can't i can't believe in anything like that i'm sorry i need oh i, I, I don't mind like i would I oh would, yeah i don't mind them doing it but no i don't, I don't even mind getting involved i would get it's something i now that i've seen the success of other people do it i would i would think about it but it would just that's a, that's a man. You're, it's definitely a risky play. Oh, 100. The yeah. fact that that worked out for it, he got Will Levis who get, who was supposed to go, you know, one of the top picks in the draft, man, that's crazy. Yep. Um, all right. So we have new releases. Oh, before we hit new releases. So a couple other, uh, just updates again, we talked about how Nate's going to be our SGC bulk sub guy going forward. Uh, you can get the links from the website that does, uh, include a number of specials going on, but the other thing I did want to mention with SGC is that as we are getting closer to the national, I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but they are still doing the $9 NFL card deal. So any, I'm sorry, $15, excuse yep. me, $15. The $9 deal is for anything from 2023 series two. Both of those things are still going as far as uh, grading specials with SGC. The other thing that Mike alluded to in that interview, we are going to be in Seattle, Washington, this Sunday, the 9th, I believe, 9th, uh, we're going to be going out with Candy Digital. They are doing a, a number of things with uh, baseball. Uh, obviously, we work with Panini on the NFT side, but that's mainly, you know, soccer, football, basketball. But uh, Candy Digital is doing more on the NFT baseball side. They're going to have some giveaways for you guys. We're going to do uh, NFT, but also physical giveaways. We look forward to doing more. But if you're going to be in the Seattle area, Go to one of our links. Go to our Instagram uh, link. You can get the the RSVP page and sign up. Come out, hang out with us. All yeah, that good a live stuff. Live show Sunday night. The oh, and the last thing before new releases is Wednesday this week on our YouTube page. Go out there, subscribe now, hit notifications so you get uh, notified when we do this. Uh, there's going to be multiple things this week. Mike is going to be doing multiple lives. The Geo Talks went very well this week, and then we're on, on Wednesday. We're going to be doing at noon central time. So on your lunch break or whatever, go out there. I'm just giving away packs of the first off the line optic football NFT that just got released on Friday last week on the 30th. It's sold out same day. It's very hot, very popular. There's very low numbered cards in this. They basically made it to where, Hey, this is going to be a premium product for really cheap. Just kind of amp up uh, the NFT side of things. And they gave me like 50 packs to give away to you guys. So again, the YouTube live noon Wednesday. Go subscribe. There you go. Nice. New releases. <laughs> uh, that was a lot. 2022-23. Panini Obsidian Basketball is first. Give me the price. Uh, $270. Cheap enough ride mess with it. Sure. Cheap enough. Yep, okay. It's okay. I, I don't love the class. I mean, aside from Paulo, not yeah. a lot. Of, Paulo Bancaro. Not a lot going. I mean, sales-wise. I don't know. I just... I'm very disinterested in the class, but the fact that it's coming out as cheap as it is, I think is a good thing. So cool. Do you like like the inserts and stuff? I find like those inserts are kind of cool, I but do. yeah. I, I mean, I've the always... card itself is pretty slick looking. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, I was just curious on the product as a whole, what you thought about it. Let's go football next, because I actually want to talk about the, lot, the baseball for a bit. Uh, next up on, what is it? Wednesday, we, or I'm sorry, Friday, 2023 Panini Chronicles Draft Picks Football. So this one is interesting to me. Obviously, 23 football, crazy good draft class because of the quarterbacks especially. And if you look on the sales sheets, Bryce Young has sticker autographs in his Alabama uniform. Again, I some people have mentioned this to me, the, the college deal is separate. Than the, I don't know anything about how NIL, the NIL college deal works or what exactly is going on with Panini and these athletes. I have no clue. Yeah. I don't think anybody does because they haven't really confirmed anything anywhere. What I will say is it looks like Bryce Young at least has sticker autos in this, which is awesome. I would assume Anthony Richardson does as well because he's been the guy who was at the signing day signing a ton of stuff. Does that mean C.J. Stroud and Levis will also? Levis will. Will Levis will also. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. But if, in fact, Bryce Young is going to be in this, I think that's a huge win. What is the price, though? Because it's college. Yeah, it's. I think they is took it that 150? to— 175. See, I don't mind that actually. Yeah. I, this is one of the few I would actually say you could probably rip as a personal and do well with or buy into breaks. Because how many packs and cards are you getting in this like anyways? Six packs. Uh, six packs, eight cards. So what is that? 48? And so there's a couple autos per. Three autos. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's actually not bad, I guess. All right. That's why in that case, I don't mind it. I don't generally love college, but if we're, and again, I'm just speculating, if we're not going to see a lot of those guys with pro uniform autographs, maybe this is the play. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. All right. But it's cheap enough where I like it. The next one, though, is Finest. So that's <laughs> the one you're obviously the most excited about. 2023 Tops Finest Baseball comes out this Friday. I think it's coming out cheap, too, by the way. $222 is what Blowout has it on sale for. Yeah, I think it's a very good price. So the checklist has been released. Uh, the rookie class is insane. It, now, you don't have the the top super high-end J-Rod Wander because last year was ridiculous. Okay, But overall depth and high level of the rookies, just to give you kind of a breakdown. Riley Green's a rookie in this, which is good. Brian Bello for the Red Sox sells well. I think that's a good one to chase. Adley Rauschman, obviously a stud. Corbin Carroll still selling very well. Volpe is a monster. Uh, Michael Harris for the Braves is a big one. There's a bunch. Brett Beatty for the Mets and Francisco Alvarez for the Mets are actually sneaky, very good in this product. Uh, Christopher Morell, the kid for the Cubbies, has been selling really well because how he's played. That's a good one. Jordan Walker, Oscar Colas. Uh, there's a couple more. I was actually super surprised. Josh Jung is a rookie. And the nice thing is the base set is only 100 cards, which I like. Gunnar Henderson's a stud. There was one other guy. Nolan Gorman, monster. It's actually a very good checklist for a very small checklist. Uh, almost all of those guys have rookie autos as well. Um, the vet checklist is I, finest to me is every year one of the most underrated products, anyways, because of how small the checklist is and how good it is. So I really like it. Um, I think it's a super affordable product. You can mess around with this as personals if you wanted to, uh, or you know, obviously I'm a big fan of breaks. I think PYT is the way to go with this and breaks. You're not going to have one team just be hundreds of dollars, which is great to see. In terms of the vet autos, Judge, Poolhouse, David Ortiz. Uh, J-Rod, Pete Alonzo, Vlad Sr., Jordan. There's a bunch of guys. Wander has autos in this too. Bryce Harper, Ripken, Jeter, Ichiro, Soto, Rivera. Those are all autos? All autos. From the vets? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think, again, for the price, to me, this is a very, two autos per box. I'm in. I think Finest to break. I think Finest is as good a baseball product to break as you will find. Like I'm reluctant to give anything a 10-10. I would give this a 9 out of 10. Because if you like a team that doesn't have big hits, but you just love the inserts and the chase on the cheap stuff, mm -hmm. you can get I, I I would think cheap teams in this are 15 to 20 bucks in a PYT. 
obviously teams like the Orioles, you know, uh, some of the bigger teams, 150 to 200 at the most, probably less than that though. Well, why don't you just buy a box if you're buy, paying 150 to 200? Well, because if you want to chase in a whole case and chase oh, Adley. Oh, case break. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do. I think it's a very good product to break as well. Okay, cool. Um, at the end of the day though, finest is, uh, where does that rank among the tops? You know, you got tops, tops, Chrome, Bowman, all that stuff. What, where does Tom, uh, tops finest rank? It's definitely one of the cheaper. I mean, in fact, it's only 200 bucks a box. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I mean in terms of value. I think it's value wise. I Like resell value wise. It I sells mean. pretty well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you grade it. I would grade almost everything, including base rookies early. Cause I think you can do well after a couple of weeks when the, the shine is worn off, mm-hmm. you probably only grade numbered refractors and better on rookies, but okay. Yeah. I just Bowman's best and tops finest to me are two of the best value products every year. Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, so that comes out this Friday as well. Yep. Uh, I think that we have just a few mailbag questions. It's already, we're already pretty long, but maybe I can just throw out a couple things real quick. Uh, let's see. Brady got sprayed by a skunk this week. Oh yeah. Griffey did. Excuse me. That was really the breaking news. We could put that at the front of the show. (laughs) Your house smells like skunk. What do you do now? We tell you, we clean, we cleaned that thing thoroughly for 48 hours. Tomato juice. I always heard that. No, I did. I threw tomatoes on my couch. It helped. (laughs) Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it's red now, but that's okay. Yep. Um, Ryan Martinez wants to know if Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter or any of the fresh QBs have a tough start to the NFL season, should you sell immediately? I would sell immediately anyways. I think the hype is going to be better than the performance. And I think the prices will reflect that. Do you think inevitably you see a drop from these guys after they start? I think we saw that last, Ritter, this, yes. this last year. See, Ritter, yes, I think is going to drop no matter what. Mm-hmm. Howell, I think, could play. If he plays well, his pricing could actually go up. Okay. But Ritter, I think, is already priced Ritter's already to high. play like unbelievable, which I don't think will happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Bourne wants to know, is Mac Jones down so much that he might see a nice pop if he has a few good games in the early, uh, early in the season, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mac Jones came out at a time when the market was at an unbelievable height, the peak of the market in that rookie class in particular, because of all the quarterbacks was at a, at a all time high. Yeah. Everybody wanted them. And so then the sentiment was, well, Mac Jones is terrible. His pricing is so high. It's ridiculous. But I think that's where there was a huge disconnect with card guys and, and NFL actual people watching the games. Mac is good. I don't think he's great by any means, mm-hmm. but he wins games. And I think that's an above average team. And people laughed at that notion a few weeks ago. We got some feedback and pushback about that. The Patriots have made the playoffs with him one year and just barely missed out the next year. I think that's a playoff team, borderline playoff team this year with Mac Jones. The Bailey Zappy thing, he played like eight quarters last year. I don't get all worked up about him. I think Mac is a legit starter. And yeah, I think there is potential that he comes out and plays well and guys all of a sudden look and say, you know what? Yeah, we way overreacted for the price spike, but now we've penalized this pricing so much. It's almost a good buy again. Uh, I feel bad. I missed Ruben Mitchell's question. He wanted to know what non-popular uh, sports or just non-sport cards in general, Nate saw being sold at a shop. I really did want to ask him. because He's you got seen, a bunch like, of Pokemon. I've seen that. I, he does, but I was I'm really curious with Pickleball. Like people, there was also some posts that I saw recently, like is pickleball, like the next big American sport. Have you seen like, there's a lot of people buying up teams like, you know, NFL or, or sports players and celebrities buying up pickleball teams. I've I don't not know. seen this. No. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty interesting to see the, the money going in behind it. I don't know. It, 
Time will tell. But if anyone has additional detail, I'd love to know. Sure. Um, Chris Shoemaker doesn't have a question. It was just more of a point. He says, the only constant is change, a cliche that holds true in all walks of life. No question here. Just wanted to point out uh, this out to the hordes complaining about the fanatics takeover. Adapt or die. Yeah, pretty simple. This is like the first time we haven't had an update about Fanatics News, which I actually appreciate because someone else said something about we haven't really we've done a lot of, you know, rumors and hobby gossip. Yeah, drama. Back to our roots today. Yeah, exactly. Good old fashioned card. Andrew Lee. um, Oh, he just he wants to know how we like our steaks cooked. All right. I can't remember. Medium rare. It is a medium rare. Okay. Same. Yeah. Medium rare. Have you ever gone rare? Mm hmm. Okay, good. I don't mind it. As long as the middle is not cold. The people I grew up, my mom insisted that uh, after watching a 2020 episode that we couldn't have pink in our meat because it was undercooked. So we always had well done. Isn't you from Texas? Yeah. Yeah. It's a. What's wrong with your family? (sighs) I love you, mom. Why don't you call her? not something. Okay. Would you say you love her less because she's been burning steaks for years or no? I would not say that, but could I see some people saying that about their moms? Yeah, I could. I could see that. Okay. John Dudley. My dad oh. just called me. I missed the call. Why, why didn't you get him on? Uh, John, oh, I, he says, I get why you don't do the segment anymore, but can Jesse say straight cash homie wants a show? No. I don't think uh, Mike would like that at all. I think there's a handful of people who would want me to say straight cash is. homie. That was for oh, Bill. Oh, man, I haven't said that Simmons, that's why you time. should resign. Simmons is like running Spotify now. So, <laughs> Bill, if for no other reason you want to resign us, Jesse's going to bring that back. That's, that I don't think that's helping us. Thank you, William. All right, there you go. That's our show. Cool. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Uh, like Jesse said, make sure you follow the YouTube. We're putting out video content just about daily now. Sports Cards Nonsense, shockingly, is the name of the channel. Mike and is then, doing his one-off rant things that are go very well. Apparently, people respond well to yeah, that. a couple so. lives a week. And then uh, on Card Shop Live and in the Facebook group, Sports Cards uh, SCN Breaks, we're going to have Finest PYT. We'll have a bunch of breaks posted starting tonight. So we'll be breaking all week, either myself or Eddie. There you go. Goodbye. Bye.